Welcome, and thank you for tuning in to the Shining Scholar Education Podcast, where we talk about secondary English and language arts tips, strategies, and resources. We'll also share the ups and downs in the wonderful world of teaching. I'm your host, Charlie, and I'm a teacher creator here with Shining Scholar Education. We hope you enjoy the show. Hello again, my friends, and thank you for tuning into this episode. I wanted to make an episode dedicated to all the best uh, inspirational stories for teachers that I've come across from books, websites, audiobooks, recommendations from friends. There's some really great stories out there, and I really wanted to share it with you guys to see uh, if you would enjoy them as well. And I'll make sure to link to any stories or books uh, referred to in this podcast episode in the show notes. A lot of these stories come from Zen Buddhism. One book is called 101 Zen Stories. And another word for them is koans, something I learned. I didn't know what that was. Koans, which is a paradoxical anecdote or riddle used in Zen Buddhism, which is pretty cool. So if that's one thing you learned for today, there you go. You knock it out. You can stop listening to the podcast. I'm just joking. On to the first story. This first story doesn't have a title, but because of its plot, I'd like to call it The Frogs and Perception. There's a group of frogs making their way through the forest when two fall into a pit. They jump and jump with all their might. They keep trying to get themselves out of the pit, and they can't. The other frogs gather around them and start taunting them, saying, You're not going to get out. You're as good as dead. Just give up. Look at them trying to get out. It's pointless. It's futile. There's no way they can get out of that pit. One frog listened to them, and she just gave up, and she died shortly thereafter. The other frog kept trying and trying, while the other frogs watching down on her kept taunting her and taunting her egging her to give up but she didn't and somehow miraculously she gets out of the pit once she gets out one of the frogs asks if she couldn't see what they were doing they were taunting her the whole time she ends up revealing that she was deaf she thought they were cheering her on the whole time this story made me reflect a lot on how many of our conflicts or perceived conflicts come from exactly that perception how many times do we fill in the blanks with things that may not necessarily be the truth but may reflect on our own insecurities for example how many times have we seen people speaking in front of us or you know whispering things to each other in front of us and we think it's about us or if someone makes a blanket statement and we feel like they're indirectly speaking to us now sometimes it's validated but i would venture to say that most of the time it's not something to think about something i've thought about and i think i've grown personally from it This next story also doesn't have a title, but I'll refer to it as the heart of a mouse. So, according to an old fable, there was a mouse that was always afraid of the cat. One day, the magician saw the mouse and its fearful way of living, and decided to help it out by granting it a wish. So the mouse wished to be a cat, and instantly the magician turned the mouse into a cat. But then suddenly, the cat was afraid of the dog. So again, the magician turned it into a dog. Once it was a dog, it was afraid of the panther. And then once it was a panther... It was afraid of the hunter. At this point, the magician gets frustrated and tells the mouse, I've turned you into everything that you wanted. Nothing I can do will be of any help to you because you still have the heart of a mouse. Now this one kind of cuts deep or it forces one to look inside themselves to really check themselves out introspectively and reflect on what is it that we're really afraid of? Are we afraid of being afraid? Is it our crutch that we just go to every time there's a conflict? Maybe we're afraid of how great we can truly be, but it's easier to stay in the norm. There's a TED Talk by Brian Rose where he has this great quote where he says, Resistance is directly proportional to the magnitude of the change you're trying to make in your life. So basically, if you're trying to make a big change, expect a big amount of resistance from your family, your peers, your friends, even yourself. It's scary. 
to make a big change is scary. You're going into the unknown. Not only are you afraid of succeeding, you're also afraid of failing. So it looks like you're really between a rock and a hard place. I'll make sure to link to that TED Talk here in the show notes for you so you can check it out. It's a great inspirational TED Talk. This next story involves a Greek philosopher Socrates, or Socrates, as Bill and Ted referred to him when they went back and uh, actually met the Greek philosopher. No, that was a great silly movie. Anyway, Socrates was a very wise person, and he always preached living a frugal life. He wouldn't even wear shoes sometimes. So once he was walking through the marketplace, and he was looking at all the things they had for sale, and then one of his followers and friends asks him, but why are you here if you're always preaching to live simply and without many possessions? And Socrates replied, I like to go there to discover how many things I'm happy without. I think this just kind of shows on a different plane of thinking that Socrates was on, where most of us might react defensively. I'm like, what are you implying? Are you saying I'm a liar or I'm fake or I'm trying to preach something that I'm not practicing? No, he calmly accepts that, yeah, I went to the marketplace and I was looking at all the stuff, but it doesn't mean that I'm doing the same thing you folks are. I did the same thing, but with a different purpose. The next one's really short. It's a wise man saying you don't realize how much your hair weighs until you shave it all off. Just the same you don't realize how much your fears weigh you down until you release them. The way I interpreted this story was, in a way, I wonder how many times I've self-sabotaged because I was afraid of succeeding. A lot of people talk about FOF, that fear of failure, and that's a real thing. But on the other end of the spectrum is the fear of success. I think... Maybe some have become too comfortable with failure. Yeah, I failed at that. You know, I was never good at it or I was terrible at math or I'm not a great business person or whatever the case may be. But when it comes to success, once you succeed, that's another level of power. But at the same time, it's another level of responsibility because once you've shown your capabilities, there's no denying them anymore and you're expected to only get better from there. So how many times as teachers have we held ourselves back because we keep telling ourselves we can't do that? or we're stretching ourselves too thin, or I'm not ready for that promotion, or I can't take that certification test, or that school will never hire me, or I can't move over there and start teaching English in a foreign country. Yes, you probably could if you get out of your own way. This next story we'll just call the Quaker, and it's a Quaker who's selling a piece of land, and he just puts a sign up on the land and says, this land will be sold to anyone who's truly satisfied. And one day, a wealthy farmer passes by the sign and thinks to himself, hey, I'm rich, I'm wealthy, you know, I have everything I need. This land would be perfect for me to buy because there's nothing else I need. So he contacts the Quaker and they finally meet. And the Quaker says, my friend, are you completely satisfied? There's nothing else you need. And the rich man says, yes, actually, there's nothing I want, nothing I lack in my life. And the Quaker responds, but friend, if you're so satisfied, why do you want this land? I'll leave that one up for your interpretation, folks. Well, my friends, that's it for part one of the best inspirational stories for teachers. I hope you've enjoyed this episode and please subscribe because I will be making part two and possibly parts three and four in the near future. Thank you again for tuning in. This is your host, Charlie, signing off and we appreciate you teachers. Thank you again for tuning in. And if you enjoyed the show, please like, subscribe, share and consider leaving a review. It really does help. We make resources for teachers by teachers. Check us out at ShiningScholarEducation.com and at our Teachers Pay Teachers store as well. We'd love to hear from you, so email us at ShiningScholarEducation at gmail.com to share any questions or topics you'd like on the show. Thank you for all you do, teachers, and keep changing the world.